0: Welcome in to another edition of Home Runs Throwback. I am Jimmy Morris, joined as always by John Glennon. John, how are you tonight? I'm well, Jimmy. How are you? I'm doing well. It's been kind of a crazy two weeks since we have last recorded a podcast. Uh, obviously, a lot has happened in that time. We'll run through kind of the timeline of all of that stuff and um, who's available, who's not as of right now for tomorrow night. We're recording this at Basically 9:45 on Monday night, so there there will be some things that'll change during the day on Tuesday. Maybe before you hear this, but that that's 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 the basis of what we're working off of is is what we have available for us on Monday night. Uh, Before we get started, remind you as always that this is a Broadway Sports Media. Podcast, BroadwaySportsMedia.com is the website. Check it out. A lot of cool stuff going on over there. Best Titans coverage you're going to find on the Internet. We're also a part of the 440 Sports Podcast Network. Um, They've got a lot of cool podcasts there, so check that out as well. Home Run Throwback, search that wherever you get your podcasts. You get this show and um, Titans in 10 uh, that that I do daily, just kind of giving a, a quick update on news from the day. So all that you get on the Home Run Throwback feed if you subscribe there. All right, so the Titans, obviously, I mean, the last time we talked was after the game in Minnesota. Um, you know, at that point, we, I guess we had learned that Bo – well, I guess we didn't learn until Monday that, Bowen att- that Shane Bowen had tested positive. And then you had the run of, of positive tests that, you know, it really carried through the end of last week. There was another positive test with, you know, the report was a defensive staff Our defensive staffer over on Saturday or Sunday, I guess. Saturday's testing the the test result on Sunday. Um, The Titans did end up practicing on Sunday. I guess they've determined that that came from somewhere else. It wasn't a part of the original outbreak. So with all of that, the Titans are on schedule to play the Bills on Tuesday night in Nashville. So that that's kind of where we're at. Right now, um, they've they, you know this has been going on so long that a couple of the guys that initially went on the COVID list, Bo Brinkley and DeQuan Jones, have come off of that list, and we expect them to be available when the Titans play the Bills tomorrow night. There's a chance, you know, even during the day on Tuesday, that they could activate more guys off of that list. Um, and then they have until I, th- I think three o'clock central time to activate guys off the practice squad. So there'll obviously be some mixing and matching that'll have to go on there to get an active, you know, squad for the game on Tuesday night. Um, but yeah, I mean, with all that, John, kind of what are we, what are we looking at as far as the roster's concerned? Where do you think the biggest, you know, pain points are that they have with the guys that are on the COVID list?
1: Yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting squad, certainly, that, that takes the field for the Titans tomorrow night. Um, you know, in, in some ways, I think uh, the way I kind of look at it, it's almost like uh, there's not a lot of pressure on, on the Titans, I don't think, tomorrow night because kind of who is expecting them to, to win, honestly, uh, uh, tomorrow night. They, they've been, you know, beset um, by this, this outbreak. They've, they've lost all these players, at least temporarily, uh, they haven't been able to practice. Uh, you know, they've been in the building. I think oh, this was their third day, in in, you know, probably the last uh, over to, over two weeks. So, um, yeah. And, and when we break it down and and find out, you know, which positions are hurting the most, I think you have to kind of start at wide receiver for the Titans. Um, you know, maybe uh, well, the good news potentially is that A.J. Brown, who has been hurt for a while, a knee injury. It's been so long since the Titans have played. He may now be ready to come back. You know, he's listed as questionable, but he had a full, uh, an estimated full practice um, the other day for the, the Titans. So that's a good sign. But the, uh, the downside is that still on the COVID list for the Titans are Corey Davis, Adam Humphreys, and practice squad wide receiver Cam Batson. Um, so that is going to be a place where the Titans are going to be looking for some new faces to contribute. Of course, you still got uh, Khalif Raymond there. Um, but you know, maybe guys like Nick Westbrook, um, maybe Khalif, uh, excuse me, not, uh, Kalief Raymond, but, uh, you know, maybe some other practice squad guys, Cody Hollister or, or Chester Rogers, who knows if they'll, they'll get called up, uh, you know, and then I think another position that is still going to be hurting, um, for the Titans is cornerback. Christian um, Fulton is still on the COVID list. And, and even if he comes off tomorrow, you, you know, you have to think that he probably has not uh, practiced at all. So hard to imagine him going into a game. And you're also dealing with Noah Dory Jackson because of injury. Um, so you're talking about a guy, a couple of corners in Malcolm Butler and, and Jonathan Joseph that uh, are, are not youngsters, not spring chickens. And they're going up against a, a couple of pretty uh, impressive uh, speedsters and Stefan Diggs and John Brown of the Bills, So it's a challenge there. Um, and then, you know, maybe I, I think um, at least in terms of the COVID players here, uh defensive line, uh, you know, Daquan Jones is going to be back. Um, but he has probably, you know, maybe his conditioning isn't quite as good as, as uh, he would like it to be since he was on that COVID list for a while. And, uh, of course, the Titans will very likely be without big Jeffrey Simmons, which is a, a huge blow. So, to me, those are the, uh, the three positions, the, the biggest positions where, where COVID is really going to play a difference um, in, in terms of the Titans uh, roster against Buffalo. And uh, we'll, we'll have to see. Like I say, you know, this is going to be – I think the Titans have to sell it in some ways um, to the youngsters and to the guys coming up off the practice squad. Hey – this is your chance. This is your opportunity. You know, go for it. Don't hold anything back. Um, you know, this is your uh, your your opportunity to to show why we signed you in, in one uh, way, shape, or form. So, uh, so so get after it tomorrow night.
0: Yeah, and they're going to have to, like you said, mix and match on that uh, defensive line because. You know, I mean, I, I, I would, I think it would be a long shot for Simmons to get back at, at this point just with the timing of, of when he went on the list, like you said, and then Daquan's conditioning. And we know that <laughs> the run defense has been an issue anyway. So right. this would be a, a really nice time for, you know, Jadavion Clowney, Vic Beasley. Those guys step up and make some plays, a big game out of Harold Landry. Um, because you could be without Kamala Correa. I mean, he's still on the list as, as of the time we're recording this. So that's it's you know I think wide receiver was the position that that got hit the hardest. They had three guys from that room that that went on the COVID list. But just with the with the issues that you already had on defense, and then the guys that they're going to be missing, um, that that's the thing that that you know that I, I'm I guess the most concerned about, especially when you look at the way that Buffalo has been playing on offense. I mean, they've been so good. Uh, early on in this year, and, and Josh Allen has, you know, they figured out a way to, to make it all work for him. So, you know, you, you're a little bit concerned, obviously, with that coming in. Um, and, and you said at one point too, there's not a lot, there's not going to be a lot of expectations here for the Titans. And, and you know, you saw the the thing that they put out on social media today, the, the kind of the us against the world type thing. And we heard, you know, over the over the last week of all the, you know, just blasting of the Titans and how they have or haven't followed the protocols and there was all the rumors about what the NFL was going to discipline them with and all that stuff. And, and, you know, John Robinson talked today and said that that, that stuff is, I guess that investigation is still underway. They haven't heard anything officially on that. Um, So, I mean, I I think they can kind of take that mentality. And then we know that Mike Vrabel is is going to take the stance of no excuses. You know, there's a game that's going to be played. We've got to play. We've got to go out there and try to win. So that's obviously the standpoint they're going to take, but the I mean the deck is stacked against them here. And then when you look at the turnaround then from Tuesday, getting ready to play Sunday against the Texans, um, you know it, it's it makes for a tough stretch here. And hopefully they can get the majority of the guys back that you mentioned between you know the te- the Bills game and the Texans game. And so then at least you're at you know as much full strength as you can be at that point. But you made the point before we started recording this that even if the Titans drop these next two games, they're they're going to be sitting in a pretty good place with the division just with the way things have played out with the rest of the teams in, in the AFC South so far.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. You know, when you look at the big picture, of course, there's going to be concerns uh, uh, this week. Um, you know, it's going to be a real big challenge tomorrow to, uh, to, to win against a Buffalo team that's so good and, and so explosive. Uh, and and would seem to be able to exploit some of the Titans' weaknesses, uh, you know, especially in the um, in in the pass defense. Um, and again, it's going to be difficult to, to make the turnaround. although the last thing this team wants to have is is a couple games within, you know, five days. Uh, but that's that's the hand that's been dealt. They're they're going to have to deal with it. But yeah, I, I think when you look at the the bigger picture. Okay, say the Titans lose both of these games. You know, it's going to be a very, very tough thing to, to win. You know, the lack of practice, the uh, the players um, that have, that are out now, that, that may still be out here down the down the road. Um, but even if you lose both those games, you're three and two at that point. You know, your your good start, your three and zero start has buoyed this team uh, to where it is now. There's no way you'll be any further behind the Colts than half the game. The best that the Colts can be after this weekend is uh, is four and two, um, and you've still got two games to play against Indianapolis down the road. So you can uh, certainly have the, uh, you know, probably the outcome of the division in, in your own hands. And uh, from that respect, so, and I, I think too, one other factor that probably will help the the Titans here in the big picture is uh, at least now they they do have three straight home games. Um, So, you know, at the very least, you don't have to worry about in addition to the short turnaround, in addition to a depleted roster, you don't have to throw in, you know, travel schedules and, and, uh, you know, losing more time uh, in practice uh, potentially because of that and you know, playing in in, uh, in foreign stadiums, whether they're fans or, or not. Um, so there's some, you know, I, I think the Titans could be in a, in a whole lot worse shape, um, you know, given everything that they've been through in, in terms of the outbreak um, and, and uh, you know, in, in terms of some injuries, too. They're going to get some players back from injury as well. So uh, we'll see. Um but, uh, you know, I, I think, if anything, the Titans are going to have to rely uh, heavily tomorrow night on the, uh, on the running game, Jimmy. Um, you know, we've talked about the deficiencies at wide receiver. And if anything is going to get this team through, it would be uh, uh, pounding the rock with, uh, with Derrick Henry,
0: um, you know, and, and keeping Josh Allen and company uh, off the field. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, I was reading something today online. I think the Bengals at this point lead the NFL in time of possession. Um, You know, they're they're not very good, so I think that that stat can be overrated. But tomorrow night it feels like a game where the Titans need to hold the ball for a, a long time and get some of those sustained drives going early, Keep feeding the ball to Derrick Henry, wear that defense down to where you know even if you if you can keep it a close game early, and then we can see one of those things where Derrick Henry starts to you know get hot at third fourth quarter, breaks off a couple of big runs. I mean that that feels like the best chance for them to win in this game. I mean I don't I don't really see. Listen, Ryan Tannehill has been really good. Um, They're getting AJ Brown back presumably, so that that's good. You, You you feel better about that. But they're depleted on offense from a weapons perspective. Um, You know, even like a guy like Michael Pruitt who's on the list. I mean, you know, he's not – you don't necessarily think of him as an offensive weapon, but he's pretty important in a lot of things that they do on offense. So they're going to be really limited as far as that stuff's concerned. So, yeah, it feels like a game where you need to give the ball to 22, 30, 35 times if you can – and you know you start to worry about the the amount of wear and tear he's getting early in the season. He's had a couple of weeks here to to rest up. so I mean that's obviously a good thing. But when you look at it, what they have now versus what they could have potentially had against the Steelers last week, um, you know because all of these guys that are that are on the list would would have been on the list. You wouldn't have had Daquan. You wouldn't have had Bo Brinkley. There's a chance you wouldn't have had Taylor Lewan. There's a chance you wouldn't have had AJ Brown. So I mean, I I think if this was going to happen to them, the way that it's played out has actually not been the worst thing because I I think you would have you would have been looking at a really really short-handed team last week, if they, if they would have had to play the Steelers. And, I mean, you talk about, you know, and John Robinson mentioned today about, you know, how he's going to have to sit down and look at it and, and, and get everybody up and and ready to, to, to even get to the active number. I, I think it would have been exponentially harder to do that last week against the Steelers. And so now you get that game moved back into the season a little bit, and you never know what's going to happen. I mean, Ryan Tannehill could get hurt tomorrow night, and, and you know, all this could be out the window. But you're looking at the potential of having a healthier team, of having more guys available when you have to play that game. against against a Steelers team that's really good, an AFC opponent, all of that stuff. So with the way that it's all kind of played out, I mean, it it could have been a lot worse for what's happened. Now, again, we don't know if if the NFL is going to, you know, I guess it was Florio that had the report last week about them, you know, bringing down the hammer and suspending everybody and finding the Titans a billion dollars or whatever. Um, you know, I don't know where that's where that came from. And now it seems like that's kind of subsided at least. I mean, we never know. You never know what the NFL is going to do. Um, they don't seem to be really consistent in a lot of the things that they do. But you know, as we sit here right now, it seems like for for what has happened. The, the Titans are are going to come out pretty well, even if they are shorthanded, you know, tomorrow night. And if they're, you know, even shorthanded against the Texans, it, it could have been worse. This could have been like a three game thing where they would have had issues where now you're looking at a couple of games. Um, and just a couple other things um, real quick. I mean, so we had the, you know, the story of the, of the practices that took place when they were, when they were banned from the facility, um, you know, and that kind of stuff. And I don't know if you had any thoughts on that kind of stuff. I mean, I, Personally, I think that the NFL put the Titans in a really bad spot when you're looking at, you know, like a Wednesday, and telling the team that the game is still on schedule to be played Sunday, but you can't be in your facility until Saturday. So, I mean, I know it's not ideal when you've got this going on and, and you've got everything happening. It's not ideal to have a group of guys getting together, but I think a a, a little bit of that was created by the NFL with a timeline that they had put on it. And at that point when those things happened, the Titans thought there was a chance they were still going to play on Sunday.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, what you want from players in, in stressful situations, um, you know, you're looking for leadership. You're looking for responsibility uh, from players. So, I, you know, I think a lot of those gatherings – were guys like a uh, Ryan Tannehill or, or you know perhaps on the other side of the ball, a Kevin Byard, uh, realizing that, hey, we've got a, a game that's still on the docket here. Uh, we're not going to be allowed back in our facility. We've got to be ready somehow for that game. Well, how are we going to do that? All right, I'm going to take it on my own to say, guys, we're going to get together. Um, you know, we're, we're going to practice. We're going to do everything we can. Um, because uh, again, that's what, you know, I, I'm sure that's, what's been drilled into them, uh, as football players, you know, for, for years now, now, you know, it's, it's one thing if the, uh, if the NFL has strictly, you know, and, and clearly laid down the law and said no gatherings whatsoever. And that message has been delivered. Um, but you know, to me, and, and this will come out, I'm sure as the investigation goes on, but I I just don't get the sense, um, you know, that uh, there was that clear message, crystal clear message, Uh, you know, and I wrote about this earlier too, you know, if if it was so crystal clear and and you would think that the Titans would be a little bit more secretive about these workouts, um, you know, and and we've got, you know, I spoke to the headmaster at, at Montgomery Bell Academy. I mean, Ryan Tannehill called the school you know, got permission for about ten or fifteen guys to come up there. School's in, you know. Uh, you know, every kid has a cell phone these days, and then they're having a, a workout there in, in front of everyone. And you know, surely you would have thought at some point that's gonna that's gonna get out. And and if the NFL had made it crystal clear to them that this was good, this is the wrong thing to do, I don't know. That seems like kind of a strange, strange path to take. Um, so I, I think that's going to be a back and forth thing between the NFL and Titans as to hey did, when when exactly did you specifically tell the Titans no inside no offsite gatherings whatsoever or you know was it more of a suggestion that one day and then you know the the law was laid down the next day so yeah I, I think it's going to be hard to uh, to exactly pin pin that down and that that may turn out to. In the, uh, in the Titans' favor uh, in the end on that front.
0: Yeah, I like somebody on Twitter. I can't remember who it was. I'd give them credit if I could. Said they should have held that workout at Vandy because nobody watches football there anyway. So I, I thought that was pretty good. Um, but, yeah, and, and that's the other thing, too, that to me, and, again, we don't know what the NFL is going to do, but when there were the reports last week that they were going to have all these harsh punishments, and, and it seems like and, it, and we don't know everything, um, and even, you know, I don't know how much we'll get to know once the, the investigation is closed and you know, the NFL will make a statement, and the Titans, I'm sure, will have a statement in response. But it, it, it's, it's a little bit frustrating to me because it seems like the NFL, I mean, they had longer than any of these other professional sports leagues to plan for what they were going to do with this because you know they were the, you know, the, the furthest away when this all started here um, from having their season. And, you know, they've, they, they had all these protocols in place. And I mean, I think they probably, you know, you know, thought they had done the best that they could, but they have all these protocols in place, but then you have this outbreak and it seems like there was just a lot of gray area on what could and couldn't take place. Like you said, if they would have, if there was a crystal clear message from the NFL to, you know, John Robinson and Mike Vrabel, I'm sure they would have communicated it to guys like Ryan Tannehill, especially that, you know, hey, we can't do this. And and just from the outside looking in and, you know, maybe we're looking at it or maybe I'm looking at it through, you know, two-tone colored glasses or whatever, but <laughs> it, it just it seems like that there was some gray area and that's, you know, kind of where that stuff happened. And it, it just feels like the, the, the NFL could have had better policies in place for what was going to happen when you had – you know, more than one test come back positive um, because we've seen yeah. other places where there's been a test and then nothing, you know, nobody else has tested positive, everything's gone on, it's been fine. But once it becomes pretty clear that there's an outbreak going on, you know, cause you had, you know, Shane Bowen, and then you had what that next day, you had three players that tested positive and, and there were staffers in that group as well, because that first group, if I remember correctly, was Bo Brinkley, Daquan Jones and Tommy Hudson, the, the practice squad guy. Um, At that point, it would seem like there would be some things. Okay, if if there's you know more than two or three or or whatever that you can't do anything, you can't get together. Period. And it seems pretty clear that nothing like that was written down in the rules before all of this started.
1: Right. Well, we have certainly seen uh, a a memo that went out. uh, You know, after I I believe it was the day after the uh, the workout at Montgomery Bell Academy that. Uh, was a public memo, and, and that clearly was communicated afterwards. What we don't know, we don't have access to uh, to transcripts of phone calls or anything like that, was just how crystal clear the message was specifically to the Titans, you know, without without memos or anything like that. So, you know, that will come out in the wash as the investigation goes on. But, you know, I, I think it's worth mentioning also, you know, you, you, you talked about uh, how we've seen some other uh, – people calling for these, these extreme punishments and, and so forth. Uh, a couple, couple thoughts on, on that topic. One, you know, a couple of these stories, you know, they're, they're the nameless, uh, executives and, and general managers and, and so forth. And I understand, you know, why, why writers have to use them anonymously because people aren't going to go on the, on the record, but at the same time, it's pretty easy to kind of tee off and, and, uh, you know, give some extreme punishments when you don't have to put your name uh, attached to it as well. You know, when you when you think you might be able to uh, to hurt a rival team. You know, if if maybe the NFL is reading this and saying, oh, that's a that's a pretty good idea. I, I like what this anonymous guy said. Uh, maybe maybe you're prone to uh, to exaggerate a, a punishment or two. Um, and and then you know, the other thought I had too. You know, uh, there's a lot of people saying, oh, well, well the Titans weren't responsible, you know, the, the Titans were the one team, you know, where we've seen this outbreak, so clearly they didn't, didn't follow protocol. But let's go back also, you know, early in the, in the season and in in early, I should say, in training camp, um, you know, the Titans had a few individual cases of players going on COVID. You know, Isaiah Wilson, when he first reported went on COVID. Jack Crawford, during that time, went on COVID. Uh, Josh Smith, an undrafted free agent, uh, went on COVID and there was probably one other player, I think at least that went on COVID. So we saw individuals get it, but there was no widespread outbreak at, at that point. And if the if the Titans had been, you know, as sloppy as maybe some other people are contending or as, as poor at protocol as other uh, people are contending, I think we would have seen that outbreak start a lot earlier. I think we would have seen an outbreak in training camp. So, um you know, it, it seems to me, in, in one sense, you know, if there's clear videotape evidence of, of the Titans, you know, not wearing masks and, and flaunting these rules, then okay, I, ca- I can see that. And, and uh, you know, certainly there there should be some, some discipline involved there. But if they're kind of doing what everybody else in the league is doing and they just happen to be the unlucky team, you know, I, I think it would be pretty hard to, to – hammer the Titans uh, in that respect. And, and you know, I think from a Titans aspect, they have to hope that the NFL is looking at you know, videotape from every team in the league at their facilities to compare what's going on with the Titans. And, and uh, again, if there's similar things going on all over the uh, the NFL, it seems kind of hard to, uh, to to bring it home against the Titans in what might be a kind of a random situation.
0: Yeah, and like you said, yeah, that'll be interesting to see how, how much they do if, if they go to the Patriots, you know, who've had a handful of cases now and, you know, do the same type of investigation and, and kind of compare the two. I think it's a really good point. And then the last thing really for tonight, um, you know, we've seen a, a fairly big reshuffling of the schedule at this point now. And, you know, you, you had the, obviously the Titans and Steelers game that got moved last weekend. You had the Patriots and Broncos game that got moved, you know, this this past week. Um they, they've been able to this point to reshuffle things with teams having their bye weeks and moving Thursday night football games and, and, and that type of stuff. But it, it's going to get more complicated as the as we get deeper into the season because you're not going to have bye weeks available. Um, I, I saw the number today now I wish I would remember what it was. But a large percentage of the teams after this next weekend are going to have already had their byes. And so you're not going to have the ability to switch things around like that. So it's going to be interesting to see how the NFL handles things moving forward. Um, you know, I think there's a scenario where they add a week or maybe two on to the end of the season. Um, just because right now they don't have – right now I guess the only open week you have is that week between the championship games and the Super Bowl. Um, they, they have that available, but there's not any other open weeks that they, that they, they could move things to. It seems like that would have been a good idea for them to do in scheduling, at least to have a week there if something like this happened. I don't know if they were confident that with all their protocols and all the testing that it wasn't going to happen. But what we've seen here is that you know guys can go for days after they've been exposed; they can have the virus, bef- you know, before they test positive, before they start to show symptoms, all that stuff. So I, I think maybe they were a little bit too confident in their their daily testing that that was going to prevent this type of stuff. So I, I think it'll be interesting interesting to see what happens if we have something else like this happen in the next few weeks to see what the NFL does. And I mean, I don't, I don't know if you have any thoughts on, you know, what, what's going to happen if they have to move games around after this.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I think the NFL has certainly made it very, very clear that the last thing that they want to do is create, you know, a type of situation where there's a, forfeit or 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 you know game has to be canceled nobody wants that you know uh i think it's become clear that that players don't get paid uh you know if, if there's a game that's forfeited uh so they certainly can't be in favor of that and then, then you, you toss in a um, another uh situation too you talk about incentives in players contracts uh also you know players get paid extra, you know, if they get X amount of yards, running, passing, receiving, uh, playing in X amount of games, so on and so forth. So from that aspect, you know, nobody wants to to miss a game either. And, and, you know, NFL gets its uh, revenue stream, certainly. The more games that are played, the the more revenue comes in as well. So, you know, I think that's the last thing that they want to do, and, and it's clear that they will do anything. You know, play Tuesday games, you know, Move schedules, uh, multiple team schedules, but it, you're right, it becomes harder and harder to do that um, as we go along. Um, I certainly would not be surprised if we see that uh, week in between the championship games and the Super Bowl eventually get collapsed because let's let's be honest here, you know, we're in what you know week five basically here for for the NFL. And all these changes have taken place already. Do we really think everything is going to be you know, just fine um, you know, from here on in? So I think the NFL will be awfully lucky if the only thing it has to do is, uh, is remove that week in between championship games and the Super Bowl. I, I think, you know, along with you, that we may end up seeing a little bit more. We may end up seeing uh, you know, pushing the playoffs back uh, even, even more to, uh, to finish this regular
0: season. Yeah, and it's an important point that if if there does have to be a forfeit, that neither team gets paid for that week. Right. You know, all, all the people that were saying, oh, they should just make the Titans forfeit, and, I mean, you saw that from opposing fan bases. And, again, we're in a different situation here with, with the team that we, you know, cover, the team that we talk about, is the one that's going through this. But, you know, all those Steelers fans that were like, oh, they should just make the Titans forfeit. Well, then, you know, the, <laughs> the, the Steelers – Players, I mean, I know Eric Ebron was, was pretty outspoken on, you know, bi-week plans and all that kind of stuff. And, and I mean, it does – like, that's tough for those guys. I, I mean, I, I do sympathize sure. with that to, to an extent. But don't, they don't want the game canceled, ultimately. They don't want to forfeit because that's – you know, what was negotiated in was if a game doesn't happen, nobody gets paid, whether or not you're the team, you know, quote, at fault or not. And so, I mean, all those things are in consideration when it comes to this. And, you know, again – there's there's going to be no no perfect scenario here for anybody um and that's just i mean that's the world we've been living in since march right i mean nothing nothing that's happened has been ideal um and and so the nfl they're just going to make the best of it and hope that they can continue on and get through it and you know we saw it in baseball we with a couple of teams but you know baseball had the easier fix when you can go to you know you can make teams play a, a double-header, seven inning games. You can shorten that. You, you don't have that option with football games, so it's a little bit more complicated there. But I just, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens going forward, and if this does take place with another team, what happens. So I, I don't know. It, it, like I said, it sucks that it was the Titans that, that kind of introduced all of this, but um, it was, it was, it was pretty. Mu- I mean, you feel like it was pretty inevitable with just the way things are in the country right now that this, something like this was going to happen. And I don't know if they, you know, when you get to the playoffs, if they talk about introducing a bubble or any of that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, that, th- those are all things that, that we'll be keeping an eye on. But, you know, as it stands right now, that, uh, assuming that there's you know, no positive tests that were, you know, tests that were taken today, they, they, we'll see the reports on tomorrow. The Titans have a game. They're going to play. And, and the NFL, to some extent, wins here because that, this is a national CBS game, Right. Uh, I mean, that's my understanding, is that you've got this game, it's going to be seen, and and that's a a little bit of a win for the NFL because people are going to watch it because it's NFL football and it's on. So, you know, with all the hand-wringing and stuff that everybody's doing, the NFL doesn't hate the way that this is ultimately ultimately played out.
1: No, and and, and like you say, I mean, it's clear, to their credit, they have uh, bent over backwards to try and make this this schedule work. And, and, you know, in, in one sense... The, the league could have said, "Hey Titans, you know you're the only team with an outbreak. You've got to live with this. You've got to deal with it. You know if, if uh, you know if you're the team that, that's causing all the rescheduling uh, worries and so forth. You know you may have to forfeit a game, or we may suck you with a, a punishment right away. But they but they haven't. Um, you know they're they're trying to uh, to get every game in, and uh, um, you know it's going to be a lot of crossed fingers. I believe in, in Titans Nation." Uh, land tonight, that uh, that the positives uh, are a thing of the past and that uh, all the tests are, are, are negative tomorrow morning, and we can actually watch a little Titans football for a change.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So that'll do it for us tonight. Uh, like I said, um, some things could change tomorrow. Uh, we're recording this. Monday night, you know, it, it, we started at 9.45 here, so you, you will see some, some differences that they go on tomorrow. But if everything comes back like everybody hopes it will be, we will have, you know, Titans versus Bills tomorrow night. So that that's certainly exciting. We will have the, that covered for you at broadwaysportsmedia.com. So check that out. Um, we'll have all the, the regular analysis that we do. I mentioned on, you know, Titans and Titans 10, It'll be it'll look a little bit different this week because the turnaround is going to be tighter with a Tuesday night game and then a Sunday game. So we'll we'll do the best that we can with everything as it becomes available. Um, but just just continue checking back there, and, and we'll have everything that we normally do for you in more of a condensed format. So like I said, that'll do it for tonight. Uh, we thank you so much for listening to Home Run Throwback. Uh, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter. I am at Jay Morris MCM. John is at Glennon Sports. Um, So check that out. John will have a lot of good stuff, uh, you know, with the postgame and all that stuff that happens tomorrow night. So between now and then, BroadwaySportsMedia.com is the place to keep up with everything that's going on. For John Glennon, I am Jimmy Morris saying thanks so much for listening, and we will talk to you again next week. Brought to you by Broadway Sports Media.